Welcome to the Creative Monday Show. This show is the home for creatives, business, lifestyle, and wellness professionals who believe in personal and professional development. Each week, we bring you an inspirational person from around the world to help you learn effective lessons and strategies to develop yourself, grow your business, and impact your community. I'm your host, Mervyn Batram, business consultant, brand strategist, and innovative entrepreneur. Let the show begin. Welcome to this edition of the Creative Monday Discussion Show. I'm your host, Mervyn Batram, and I will be with you for the next hour. I want to welcome you back to another episode uh, of the show. We've been having some really exciting conversations with inspirational people from all around the world. Uh, they've been giving us insights. They've been giving us life lessons. They've been, they've been giving us business tips that has helped us to grow, help us to improve our business and our life, right? And so tonight is no different. I'm very excited to introduce our guest. I've known him for a while. Uh, we've worked together in, in the entertainment space, and it's a pleasure for me to, to bring him to the screen tonight and just share his journey. He's, he's, he's a marketer. Uh, he's an expert in his own right. Uh, he's also have a lot of handles on mental health and uh, think lessons that he's learned on his own personal journey. And I'm really excited to hear all that he's going to share with us tonight. Uh, so without any further ado, I want to welcome to the screen, Mr. Lucian Nasson. Good evening, Lucian. How are you doing this evening? Good evening. Good evening. I'm doing well this evening, actually. Man, I am really looking forward to our discussion. I want to thank you for joining us um, and just being a part of the Creative Money Discussion Show. Uh, I, I always feel like it's better that the guests introduce themselves and share all that they're doing, you know, that way that I don't have to butcher it and, and, and mess it up. Right? So, so <laughs> I keep it on that trouble. Yeah, please tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, uh, help our audience to, to get to know Mr. Lucian. Man, Mervyn, where to start about me? Um, I, those who know me know that I'm really horrible at self-proclamation. Um, <laughs> I, I am a servant at heart, and, and yeah. that's really where my heart lies, and that's why it's so difficult for me to kind of um, put something in synopsis or to synopsize, you know, um, what I do. But I've been in the marketing field for over 12 years, as you nice. had previously said. Um, I'm a father first, well, a husband first, then a father. Yeah. Um, and then I also double in the music world a little uh -huh. bit. Um, and that's where we overlapped and know each yes, other. Yeah. Yes, that's where we overlap. So I've worked as a promoter. I've worked as a, um, as a how would you say, it? as a marketing consultant for some concerts that people know around that are mainstream to Belize today. Um, I also, who I used to manage a band um, yeah. back in the day. Yes, I, awesome. I used to manage um, the New Tide band. Okay. Um, back, yes, back in the day. And then thereafter, um, on the career side, like I said, I've been in the marketing field for over 12 years. I do own a business that's named L. Fitzgerald Communications that is going undergoing another rebrand as well okay. and one of the things that i've realized that as the business grew a lot of evolutions happened and the pandemic in particular for me was very revelatory um i i realized a lot of things about myself a lot of things that i needed to handle as an individual first so i kind of killed my dream for a couple of years mm. and then now i am back on track with my business and and 
being out here to ready to serve people who may want to, you know, um, get some more marketing insight, want to get more business insight. I realized that as well, before you even talk about marketing, you have to talk about the management of your business. Yeah. Um, a lot of people think it's glitz and glam, but no, you have to kind of really delve into your business and, and really understand where your business is and what is the purpose of your business. And, you know, I was having an interesting conversation with another, with a business partner of mine, and he was telling me about the power of a why. And a lot of people out here fail at business. They fail at life. They fail at, um, they fail at pretty much a lot of things because they don't have the why. They have yeah. not found that why, yeah. why they are doing it. And that that is pretty much the same reason why I had to kind of put a pause on my business and kind of re-emerge. Um, but a lot of evolution is happening and a lot of growth is happening in that evolution. And that is awesome. And I, you, you've touched on a very key points. There's several things I want to go back to, actually. But one mm -hmm. of them is you talk about the power of the why. And, you know, uh, I think it's a Simon Sinek. Or, uh, there's a book out that yes. starts with the why. And it's, it's really a powerful truth because if you understand your why, uh, your why actually is giving you purpose. That's really your purpose statement. So why do you exist? Why are you offering the service? Why are you the answer to a solution that exists? And when you when you are clear on your why, it, it gives you fuel to get up every day and go after it. Like for instance, uh, my company, uh, Task Belize, uh, our why is to create a healthy business community that has nothing to do with some of the service you would think that we offer initially, but our services is totally in alignment with why we come every day, as well as the show. We exist to inspire people to freedom and wholeness. And so when you understand your why, it, it really kind of then clarifies and defines that path that you must take and how you must go about doing it, right? So I think that's very key. You talked about taking a couple years off to to really get clear on your why what did that process look like and what did you have to go through um, as an individual to to clarify the why or to maybe get to the why uh for you <laughs> interestingly enough mervin it it took me to understand why i existed first so there was a lot of personal conversation with my family a lot of personal conversation with um, with friends and then it elevated into with my business partners and it was there when everything began began to become clear for me mm -hmm. um, the interesting part about my journey is that throughout this pandemic and th this pandemic has been very key for me I've never caught COVID and but Thank what God. I <laughs> but what happened to me is that my mental issues began to be more prevalent. Mm. I was working in a high stress environment. I was I had to deliver on some things, even though we were on lockdown, we had to get certain things done that seemed impossible with, with lockdowns happening here and there, but we got it done. Um, and it was through those scenarios that I began to understand why i operate the way i operate and what needed to change so that i could have really understood why i needed to do what i need to do and so as well um i had to get evaluated i had to do a psychiatric evaluation i had to do a physical checkup 
And that that's something that I do every year now, a physical checkup. And a lot of people don't know this. I'm no doctor, but there are mm-hmm. benefits to a physical checkup. It allows you to see what's happening with you in a synopsis. And yes, some of your general practitioners or an internist can tell you what's happening with you mentally and can refer you to the relevant doctors to to get the help that you need. And that was very key for me. Um, Throughout this pandemic, I found out that I had or that I suffer, suffer from anxiety and I am clinically depressed. I also suffer from a disease called um, a mental disease that called dysthymia. Dysthymia, simply put, is a low mood disorder. So um, a lot of people will say, but why you look stressed out? It's not because I'm stressed out. It's because my body isn't producing what it needs to produce um, so that I can be at optimal level. And this was what also was key for me because I had to recognize, Merv, that if I'm going to be in this business, I have to push through these things. So it was I had to admit to myself that I needed help with these things first and foremost, and then get the help and then be accountable in the process. A lot of people feel like when they suffer from mental illness, that that negates the fact that they should not be accountable for what they're going through. You should be accountable for what you're going through. And especially if you're in the business space, you are accountable to, to your clients. And so if you, for some reason can't deliver on something your client will not be pleased with you and then you're going to lose business that way and so a lot of entrepreneurs that i speak to they say but they don't really understand the market and blah 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 but do they they, while they don't understand the market they understand their business yeah especially my business that i prime that is primarily based to another business i i market to other businesses they know why they exist. So why, how can I come in and advise businesses <laughs> when I don't know why I exist and mm. what, you know, and, and what space do I fill up? It's not only how you're going to deliver on these services, but it's also the space that you fill up. There are some people you have to understand in business, you're not for everyone. There are some clients that you will never get. It's not because there anything. there's anything personal about that. It's just at the end of the day, you don't fit into that niche and understanding your niche and what you bring to the table. Um, And that's just the reality of the fact that you have to also understand the niches that you fit and that is going to be answered with your why. You know, Lucian, you're you're touching on a lot of good stuff and I think uh, I wanna encourage our viewers, uh, the, the part of why we do this show um, part of why we do the way we do it is so that it, you can learn you can learn strategies life lessons uh know-how from experiential people with experiential authority people have gone through it they've done it they've they've had some of the pains you've had um they've had some successes that you want to have and they're willingly sharing that with you and and um and, and i want to encourage you guys to pause if, if something is said and you and, and you know um you you might not heard it clearly you can pause it rewind listen to it again bring it back again because we want to as i said earlier we want all our business to be healthy we want to have healthy business and we want everyone to be free and whole in how they function uh, personally and in our business right we want financial freedom as well and so i, I want to go back a little bit uh lucian because you again you're saying a lot and i i don't want our viewers to miss it so i want right. to 
I want to backtrack and kind of dive a little bit deeper into some of these things. You talked about you got a checkup, a general checkup, and then that's yes. something that you're doing annually. You yes. also got a mental health um, assessment and checkup. Mm -hmm. No, let's be real. That's taboo. Let's be real. Like that, a lot of people, you know, even even with a general checkup, most people don't want to get a checkup because they're afraid of the results. They're afraid, so they avoid hospitals. They avoid going. I mean, I've done the same when I was. Uh, when I, I I just recently turned thirty nine, and I I went and I did a full physical because I want to know what's going on with me. I want to know how to avoid anything in the future. A lot of people don't naturally do that. Why do you think uh, people have a hard time with just getting that assessment of where they're really at? And then why, as well, do you think the the idea of mental health and going to see someone, going to see a counselor, seeking help? Why do we typically avoid those things? What would you have to say about that? Well, Merv, honestly, it's our culture that has to deal with that. Um, yeah. No chance, for example, going to general checkup. Um, you know, you know, the usual sentiment is, why are you going to put yourself through that stress? Yeah. You know, the, the typical thing is, what you don't know won't hurt you. Um, these are the things that, that perpetuate in our society. And especially our elders would, would say things like this. And so then you grow up with these things and then you feel as if though you're free from these things when the reality is, nah, bro. Yeah. Um, mm -mm. You need to understand that something was passed down to you why you have that, that, that notion in your head about a general checkup. The next thing again, culture again with mental health because it's something... And I want to say this because psychology is a is a discipline in the medical field that it's practically new. It it came um with the turn of the twentieth century and modernization, um going in to explore other forms of energy and and stuff like that. Um, psychology came to being in that, and the reality is that psychology was also affiliated with a lot of inhumane experimentation on people. And history records that. And so then our society, especially in the Caribbean, the reality in the Caribbean is that, oh, you you have a weak mind because you mm. need to go and see a counselor. Mm. When the reality is all of us have a mental health. Just like how we have physical health, we have a mental health. And so when, when we get extremely sick with a flu or with, or with COVID, for example, um, we go to see the doctor sort of willingly when when we're you know kind of i would say when we're, we're at the end and we say okay we have we must go to a doctor we do that but when it comes to mental health we don't ever do it we may be on the edge and we may even be suicidal and we do not go and seek help we do not admit to our to to someone else that we we need help because then the notion of you have a weak mind is perpetuated to you and so that's the, the harsh reality or the sad reality that exists around mental health especially in Belize. yeah well i'm hoping that through conversations like this and more conversation we can see this shift in our culture but also shift in the workplace you know and so let's talk a little about the workplace let's talk a little bit about business and being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. uh, you said something key earlier you said that you have to be accountable and you we talked when we were talking off air you were talking about how you set up accountability structure for yourself yes. because you can't use the mental health or the, your issues as a crutch 
COVID, a lot of people, and I, I'll just be honest, a lot of people are using COVID as a crutch, and I'm not disregarding the effects uh, of COVID. It really had a major global effect on a lot of families, a lot of people, and it it it, it is it is it was, and it, it still is something that's having a, a negative effect. However, at some point, we still have a responsibility to move forward, chart forward, um, serve our clients. We have a responsibility to show up and be as best as possible our A-game. Talk to us about that whole aspect of the accountability structure that you had to set up and even maybe some of the mindsets that people that need might, might need to be shattered in terms of, well, I have a mental health issue or maybe this COVID and I can't deliver. Like, talk to us a little bit about that. <laughs> it's funny that, that you said COVID is an excuse for everything. And, yeah. I, and I sit in an environment where people started to use COVID and as, a, as an excuse. And I could remember I sat in a meeting and everybody on their progress report was, well, because of COVID. COVID. <laughs> and da, 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 da. So when they reached Lucian, Lucian had a list of accomplishments. And I was the only person in the room that could have said, oh, well, we did this and we did that and we did that and this was changed out and, and, and we got this installed and we got this, this commercial shoot done. Mm. And then everybody looked at me at me in the room like I was mad. Like, how <laughs> can you be doing this? And <laughs> how can you be doing this? And then there is a pandemic going on and there's limited movement. And people don't understand that you must innovate and get creative. Mm, that's good. And you have to get innovative. Let me use innovative because I had a discussion this morning with an accountant and she's like i have no creative bone and i then i explained to her i said suppose if something is bothering or something is impeding you from reaching your end goal or your end game and then you said listen i have to see what is my ways around that and you innovate a solution to that end game you are creative right there i think the, the term creative i'll oftentimes get muddied with those who can paint well or those who can decorate well um those who does just do the artsy stuff we think about creativity only in that light when creativity is much more and much bigger than that spectrum it's not only in the art spectrum that creativity exists creative creativity exists in every spectrum of life in science in technology in accounting, yes, accounting, yeah. <laughs> you know, people don't recognize that the reality is that you have to get creative to get through that. And then touching a bit about me being accountable, I had to have some hard conversations with my wife, with my children. Yes, my children, I have two boys, one is seven and one is 10, but I had to have some hard conversations with them. Um, I also had to have hard conversations with my brother. He's also my pastor, not my physical brother, <laughs> of course. We had to have some difficult conversation with my extended family. There was yeah. some conversation that had to happen. Some things happened in my family and we had to have some difficult conversations and understanding 
what happened in the past and overcoming what happened in the past and, and moving forward in mm -hmm. forgiveness and reconciliation. And people say, man, Lucian, these things are irrelevant to business. No, and it people, is. Yes, exactly. And people don't recognize that you operate the way how you operate because of the fact that you have a lot of unresolved um a lot of unresolved misgivings out there that you need to kind of deal with. Um, and I'm not saying that every misgiving that you have, you need to go and deal with, but the key ones with your family, with key friends, with key business partners, um, even that developing a relationship with my business partner and letting him know that, okay, these are, this is what is happening to Lucian. And this is why I'm not delivering as I said, because I'm not perfect. There are yeah. days when I slip up. So I have to be accountable for why I slipped up. I have to also take the reprimand and I have to take it with humility because yeah. if I mess up and there's no reason for me to mess up, then I have to take the reprimand that comes along with it. And sometimes it comes along with financial repercussions. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, if you begin to understand what accountability is, it is not self-condemnation it is yeah. not self-blaming it is just allowing yourself to say where your shortcomings are and how you can fix those shortcomings and then asking a partner and this is where accountability partner comes in asking a accountability partner or someone else to keep you on track I have several accountability partners. I don't only have one. I have several. So I have one for business. I have one for my personal life. I have one for my marriage. Um, it, it, I have at least five people. I have one for my business, like two people for my business. So it's not me alone. And while I don't have paid staff, these people are my support system yeah. that gets me through the difficult days, especially when you have a difficult client it gets really heavy on you. And so you need a space to express that with confidence. Um, and what I mean by confidence is having confidentiality that these persons are going to keep your innermost secret private and that it's not going to be all over the place either. Yeah. yeah. You know, another, another form of accountability, and I, I've had this uh, for myself, and it's been wonderful in helping me to grow to, to look from a get different perspective, but even to allow myself the process is to have a coach. That's what a coach is all about. They help you, you know, they, you know, when you're on the field playing, you're not seeing yourself playing, you know, about a coach is on the outside watching and seeing the bigger picture and help say, Hey, actually, if you do this or make this adjustment, you can get where you need to go and you can score the goal. Right. And so that's, a, that's another part of accountability. And it's true in business. We need that in our personal life. We need that. Um, and, 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 and Lucian, you said something as well uh, earlier that really brought up for me, the whole aspect of going back. We, you know, a lot of us don't want to go back to the past because we want to move forward. I'm one of those guys who I like moving forward, but and I said this recently on one of my Facebook or Instagram posts, I often look back to, to assess, I look back, not to blame or try to find who I can blame, but I look back to assess, to, 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 to get clarity, to explain and understand why things are the way they are so that I can impact my present so that my future can be where I want it to go. Right. And so these are things, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, we need to continually do. We need to continually keep a pulse on as we're charting our, 
our way forward. I, I, I always said it's working on me, it's working on my business. Working on my business is working on me. And I think that's a lot of what you're talking about as well. So when you were going in the room um, and everyone's like, oh, because of COVID, then you said, oh, I accomplished this and I accomplished that and I accomplished this. What were some of the boundaries? What were some of the the, the things that you had to tell yourself, and you talked about the innovation side, but there were some disciplines that you obviously had to kick in to deliver, right? I mean, yes. uh, you had to deal with maybe people who were dealing with COVID and they felt they didn't uh, have the ability to deliver, but you had to motivate them to deliver. Talk to us a little bit, a little bit about what that process was in getting your team to deliver despite of COVID, despite that the norm for everyone was to kind of chill and lead back but you had to say hey you know what at the end i have a report and i want to accomplish this i want to reach my goals so i had to rally my team i had to get my team going right talk about that right right um mervyn this is where a lot of networking and a lot of boundary setting was was setting place um what happened for me in terms of how did I get to accomplish these things, especially in a lockdown, um, is that I had to network. I had to understand where my team lies and what they were, what their strengths and their weaknesses are and what opportunities that they bring to the table. And um, also, how do I complement that with the rest of the team? Also, a lot of motivation had to happen. You spoke about coaching earlier. I had to do a lot of coaching. I had to do a lot of um i had to do a lot of encouragement to my team and i had to kind of kind of let them see the perspective from a different angle so that they are able to to see so it was it was a lot a lot a lot of intense work with the team that i work along with um as well i because most of what i do is that i have to outsource i handpicked my <laughs> my my vendors what i meant is that you know, I put my vendors through an interview process. Mm. I put them through a process for them to, to understand this is what is expected and I don't expect excuses. And what another catch-22 to that is that I was not allowed to give any excuse mm. either. So if, if I can't get any excuse from you, I can't give you any excuses. And so that was kind of the hallmark of, of me um kind of accomplishing what i accomplishing then going back to the why mervin because the why was this um people needed to be to be to have access to the services so i needed to ensure that signs were put up i needed to ensure that that we were communicating timely and efficiently so that our clients could have understood hey this is what you needed to do so that you could access the service it still existed and so then in, in that field, um, that was throughout the pandemic, more money was made because yeah. communication was effective. And people don't understand that communication isn't just the fluff. It isn't just um, about putting out pretty ads. It's about a means to an end. People need to know. If people don't know, then there, there is no way for them to support you. And so as well, if you're in business, you have to understand that you must serve. You must serve. And if you cannot serve, then get out of business. Yeah. Simply put, um, because service lends itself 
to you going above and beyond without complaint. You can't complain. You can't come with the excuses. Because if you want to make money, then your clients also need to make money. So, you know, the old saying that we said, if I look good, you look good. It has to be like that. It has to be hand wash hand and two hand washes face. It has to be like that. And, and we oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we kind of only look at our our own challenges, not recognizing the challenges that exist for the people that you serve as well. You know, Lucian, you, you're really hitting on some really key points. And I, I, I really want to make sure and I want to encourage our, our viewers to, to really take note of these things. You know, right now we're in a time where business is, is strained, you know, the movement of cash, the movement is, is very strained because not just of the pandemic, but the pandemic has brought even additional issues. It's, it's, it's revealed the level of some of the poverty dynamics. It's, it's revealed a lot within our nation, right? And so uh, it, things are moving uh, at a slower pace than we want it to move. And so it's crucial that our level of service is, is elevated. Our level of communication is elevated. I think understanding and what you're talking about, the more we understand how we're wired and understand ourselves, we can better serve our clients. Let's go a little bit back to you. You had mentioned, um, and this ties into the accountability. And, and as you learned about your mental, some of the mental disorders you were dealing with, uh, one of them was the whole aspect of uh, why do you look that way? What happened? And why are you yeah. dumb and sad, look like sad or mad? And so, how does that work or, or how do you manage that in a space where we, we are typically known we should show up with energy? Like we got to be energetic. The energy that we carry, we project. So in a, in a marketing space, even in dealing with our clients, we, we have to have energy uh, mm -hmm. and we have to bring that to the space. So talk to us a little bit about that, um, the importance of, of having that energy, but then also in your case, how you manage that and how you probably have to put more effort than most people to show up and show up at your A game. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mervyn, you know, um, when, when these conversations are happening, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, I'm in my office and I am just walking around the office and it's just internal people are seeing this side of me. Yeah. Um, like right now I'm having an episode but yeah. it doesn't negate the fact that I have to put my best foot forward. It has to be intentional. It has yeah. to be intentional. Simply put, um, a disease or anything that you're going through, you have to be intentional about how you're going to treat it or how you're going to look at it. You're going to be, like for me, if for example, if I like I know today that I had an interview. So today, before preparing for this interview, I made sure that I was not doing so much. I made sure that I was not cluttering my day with doing a lot of things at once, focusing on what I need to focus on. So when I come here on this interview, my mind is sharp. I'm ready to have a conversation. I'm ready to be engaging. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have to be in, in, intentional. You have to also look for your own body signs that I had to learn that I had to learn when I had to say, Hey, this is enough. Um, can we come back to this to another, um, at another day? Um, that's been respectful as well. Um, there are days when you have to look at your clients and you have to say, listen, I know you're urgent in what you're doing. Just let's take a step back. 
Yeah. And let's just just don't think about anything. Just don't do anything. Just just take a step back and let's come at it tomorrow. And when you come yeah. at it the next day, you find that the ideas are flow, flowing, the perspective is flowing. So then you have the ability to think through things. And so the ability to step back, the ability to recognize when things are happening, um, when, when things are happening, um, is also crucial and important. I know exactly when I'm having an episode, when I'm when I'm having a manic episode. I know when when depression, when the symptoms of depression is getting overwhelming. I know what to do. My my, you know, I I, I am a part time. I won't say a part time, but I am a full time entrepreneur. I'm a full time employee, and so my employers in particular understand what I'm going through because I'm accountable to them as well. Yeah. And so then there are days when, when are there moments in the day when I'm like, I have to come back to my desk. So I would go and I would take out a five minute walk somewhere. I just go and soak up the sun for three minutes mm -hmm. and then come back to my desk. And you find that these things help you in such a way that, um, that you never thought possible, just not to think about anything emptying your mind. So yeah. yes, I had to be intentional about, you know, how I use my energy um, yeah. quote unquote and knowing when um what to put my energy in even taking on certain conflicts there are certain conflicts that i had to say you know we we curl people like to say you know pick your battles wisely <laughs> that has been the the motto of this pandemic picking <laughs> battles wisely it's if you true. know somebody's adamant about having something done that way then the 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 notion or the mindset should be so how can we get it done that way? Yeah. And I can tell you this, in the past, like five years ago, Lucien, he would have been able to tell you every excuse in the book why it would not work. But <laughs> Lucien 2022 can say, hey, okay, let's let's explore that option and let's see how that can get done. And yeah. then it, it, what it does is that it offers you a space of freedom so then people begin to understand okay he is going to get the job done by any means um necessary and he respect the space that i come with i work as a consultant the biggest downfall of a lot of consultant mervyn is that they do not listen to their clients they mm. feel like because they have some sort of experience and degree that they can come in and tune businesses to how they view businesses and not understanding how that proprietor and their staff sees the business and then complement that so they yeah. come in as experts you're not an expert in anyone's business you're a partner to let their business be more efficient and make more money you know lotion is um and, and kind of standing on that because i think there's a flip side for flip side to it as well you know you said earlier, you know, sometimes you have to tell the client, hey, I, I need a break. Let's step back. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs don't do that because of fear that they will lose the job, they will lose the client. And so they don't do that. So what would you encourage them uh, along the lines of, I guess, the importance of, of doing that? Or what has the response been from your clients when you do that? Like, has it been a positive response? Let's, let's help entrepreneurs, I guess, the get rid of some of that fear because a lot of right. a lot of us just ram ourselves to the ground and we don't say hey i need to take a break i need to take a pause because of xyz and because of that fear of we'll lose the job and especially now i mean 
people are throwing in our face now it's covid so there's tons of people that need work right now so you are we're almost kind of like uh shooting ourselves in the foot because of fear let's let's talk a little bit about that well merv there has to be a conversation before taking on any job yeah um i think many times we say oh yeah 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 and we sign contracts and then we get to work yeah no i think there needs to be an initial an initial conversation outside of the contract that also sets up expectations what what are your expectations for this job what are your real expectations because your contract will not voice these things mm-hmm. and you also let them know what you expect from them as an entrepreneur as as a client so you the entrepreneur needs to set your expectation from them you have to let them know um listen you need to give me x y and z timely in a timely manner so that i can work more efficiently for you and the first thing before you the, the, and then you then you get to work after that conversation is is established what you're doing there is that you're setting boundaries or you're setting terms of how the business is going to run or how the terms of this contract is going to run and so that's what you need to do first is to have an initial conversation so that's the first thing you need to do the second thing you need to do is that you need to be consistent in how you deliver your services so you need to be consistent you need to be meeting deadlines you need to be you need to be responsive you need to pay attention to what they're giving and then it comes to when the difficult part of saying can you give me a break then you have all right and freedom to do that to say listen exactly and more than a lot of time, it isn't a personal break you're asking for, you know. If you're my client, Mervin, right? And I'm, I'm meeting with Tass Belize, uh, Belize's staff. And there's a lot of creative differences in the room. At that point, I'm recognizing that I need to change my strategy. Yeah. And maybe I can't come up with a strategy in my mind in that moment to kind of resolve it. So then Mm. the prudent thing to do in that situation is to say, listen, everyone, let's take a break here. Let's put a pause here. Let's put our thoughts to paper and let's come back another day and deal with this. They are going to respect you. Why? Because they know that you're hearing them. You make them feel as if they're being heard. You make your clients feel as if their opinions matter. They hired you because they see your expertise they know the experience that you have but at the end of the day no one knows their business better than themselves then they have that why so as entrepreneurs as consultants i'm speaking specifically to consultants here you you are just a conduit for them to recognize the why and when they recognize the why then the clarity Comes, comes and then you will be able to serve them better so that's what we do as consultants um and even though if you're serving as an accountant if, if you're consulting in the accounting field if you're if you're a consultant in the marketing field this perspective it is universal you have to let them see the why first when they see the why then you'll be able to serve them 
at a in in a better capacity. So that that's the reality. I agree. I agree. And I I you know definitely you said consultants, accountants, but this in truth these are principles that goes across the board for business. It's it's customer service. It's really how we serve. Our customers. A lot of what you're talking, Lucian, I really appreciate it. You're really pulling out the nuts and bolts of customer service and giving good service to our customers. And and I, I really want to thank you for bringing that perspective to the show because it is such a lacking thing in our nation. Uh, but it's something that I know there's a lot of us who's starting to really work and improve on those areas. So uh, any final thoughts uh, as we're getting ready to wind down? Well, Merv, I, I want to say this, that in, in marketing, which I serve, is that, and you said this um, on Instagram a couple of days ago, um, I really love that reel that you did about being solutions-oriented. Yeah. People hire you for solution. People hire your product for a solution. So if you have a product and you need skincare, um, that's a solution. Maybe your product is a solution for better skincare. People marketing in, pers in in particular is using the inbound method, so it's it's a more mindset driven. It's a relationship driven um, set of ideas when it comes to marketing. Gone are the days when you could just put out an ad and you blanket it out there and and you put out a lot of mass media things and people are going to come to your business. No, people are getting smarter with their money. People yeah. are people are going to consider how they align their personal brands with whatever brand they want to support. So this is why cancel culture is so, so, so relevant today. While I don't agree with it, I understand the sense. In the market, how to say, in the market, millennials take up most of the purchasing power nowadays. Days. Mm -hmm. Most of it, not all of it, but most of it. And this is called the hero generation. And so they are very mindful about who they support and how they're going to use their money and what their money is going into. So if you're an entrepreneur and you don't give back to the community, if you don't align yourself with any of the causes like the environment, HIV and AIDS, um, youth development, sports, if you don't do that as an entrepreneur, you're not going to get the support because you understanding who has the purchasing power in this day and age will allow you to understand hey i need to put more money into this so people are now following businesses who are into the environment who pump back money into their communities who are developing who mentor their communities these are the people that are being supported heavily in our communities so my final thought is that you need to change your perspective about getting your business out there it may be that you need to go into your community and serve your community and then and then market on the heels of that market your business yeah and people might say it may be opportunistic no it's not it's just you have to align yourself outside of your business to say hey as a human being i recognize that this is the ill and this is what needs to be fixed and this is me putting in my pong to fix that situation. And so that that's my final thought there. Awesome. Really, really love it. I really, really appreciate your insight, um, Lucian. I think you've brought such a fresh perspective of on customer service, on self-awareness, and how 
that really ties in with how we can serve our clients and grow our business. I think it's crucial to take those times to understand the why. It's crucial to understand your personal why, but also your business why, and then to make sure that they're in alignment. All right. And then I, I, I love how you, you graciously said, you know, for us to listen to our clients. Yes, we might be an expert in a specific area, but the client is seeing the whole business and they know the business and then they we need to listen to their needs and listen to their hearts. Been very, very awesome insights today. Really appreciate you. Appreciate what you've brought to the show. I do have one question for you. From mm -hmm. all the years of what you've done and how you've you've been serving, working your both with your with your job as well as in your business and working with different people, what has what has surprised you the most on your journey? <laughs> what has surprised me, Merv? That is a hard question <laughs> to ask. But I think the most surprising thing that has happened to me is that I was on a set um, working on a project for a non-governmental organization. And it involved, um, you know, me questioning or interviewing people. But I was just the script coach on this particular set. And then at the end of the day, they're like, um, Lucien, you have to interview Mayor Wagner tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, wow. that was the most surprising awesome. thing that happened to me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And so I did that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, man, uh, you know, around here, we often say treat every day like it's a Monday. And we say that because for us, Monday is the day we're getting ready to go and conquer the week, conquer our goals, go after it. When you hear treat every day like it's a Monday, what comes up for you? treat every day as an opportunity to reinvent yourself oh i love that i love that i love that and with that said we want to say thank you to lucian for being a part of this episode Lucian, how can people get in touch with you okay so you can get in touch with me um six one zero five four six one or you can send me an email to lucian at lfitsandco.com so that's um, Lucian at L-F-I-T-Z-A-N-D-C-O dot com. Awesome, man. We really, really appreciate you. Thank you guys for 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 having us in your home tonight. We want to thank you guys for having Lucian and myself just share and have this discussion and you enjoy it. Uh, please make sure that you share your takeaway in the comment section. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, we want to hear your comments. We want to know what you think about this discussion. So share your takeaways in the comment section. Share this video with someone who you believe uh, will be a, a, a benefit to. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week on the next episode. This is Mervyn with Drum signing off. I will say hi to you.